This is the Ag Queen Podcast. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it. Here's your host, Lori Boyer. Today's podcast is being brought to you by DPH Biologicals. To unharness your soil's fertility to maximize yield, visit dphbio.com. I want to thank my guest for joining me, Emma Lindberg. I'm excited to talk to her. She is with the National Farmers Union. She is the Senior Director of Education and Programming with NFU. And I do interview NFU monthly for my radio program. But when I came across this, I have a special passion, of course, for women in ag and have done a little bit of work here with the Rocky Mountain Farmers Union, Jennifer Luchin's Bar, and some of the women's programs that you've done here in the state with regard to communication, social media, and leadership. And so uh, definitely caught my attention. Emma, thank you for joining me and visiting with me today. Thank you for having me, Lori. I'm excited to talk to you. Tell me a little bit about your background. Sure. So my background is in education. Prior to working at National Farmers Union, I worked at a neuroscience nonprofit where I wrote curriculum to help educate the public about neuroscience issues, neuroscience diseases, and what they could do to advocate on behalf of folks with mental health diseases and just get more access to healthcare. I also taught high school for a little while. So my education background goes way back to that time of my life, but uh, I have a degree in political science. So coming here to National Farmers Union was a natural fit, blending that policy side of my interest with the education side of my background. Oh, what a perfect fit for you, for sure. How long have you been in this role then? I have been with National Farmers Union since 2018, so over three years. All right. And as I mentioned, uh, this is definitely something I do like to talk about and believe in very much. I don't know if this figures change or not. Correct me if I'm wrong. But last check, 30 percent of farm operators in the U.S. are women. I recently heard that as well. But again, I would want to double check that somewhere else. <laughs> OK, well, if we both heard that, I guess we'll, we'll stick with that number. Um, and I've heard it more than one time. So I think we're safe and going with that. The point is on that anyway, is that a large amount and a growing amount of farm operators are women. So having specific programs and education and things directed to them is very important, especially in the kind of the emerging economic world that we're in as well. So tell me more about this program with the National Farmers Union, and we can even dive into some of the details of the program within the program. Good. Yeah, we have been putting this program on for quite some time now. And what I really like about it is it gives our members the opportunity to come together once a year and create a network of fellow female, non-binary and trans members that they can reach out to throughout the year. And it's just an opportunity to kind of make that initial connection and then grow from there back when you get back to your farm or ranch. It's also an opportunity to be able to speak freely about the issues that are affecting women farmers and the interests that we might have that are a little different, as well as an opportunity to highlight what female farmers are doing, those accomplishments, those just really cool awesome things that they're doing and help each other learn from those experiences. It's a great way to share resources, share experiences. And it's also, we do our best to make sure that all of our presenters are also female, non-binary and trans so that folks can hear from other people like them to learn how they are doing what they're doing and just be able to make a better connection. But we like to put this program on and just give these folks a space to come together and a space to grow and learn with one another to make it their own. 
and it's been a lot of fun to put on. And we love hearing from folks that they've gone from our conference back home to maybe where they were living in the Midwest and they made a friend out in Hawaii. And so later in the year, they'll go make that trip to visit one another. This interview with Emma Lindbergh will continue, but first a quick word from our sponsor. Looking for an alternative to start fertilizer? DPH Biologicals offers a competitive alternative for broad acre crops without sacrificing yield. Refined across millions of acres, TerraTrove combines microbes, plant extracts, and algae to offer the most complete biofertility solution available. To unharness soil fertility and maximize yield, visit dphbio.com to learn more. What is the format of the program? This year we're doing something a little new, a little different. We're offering four days of virtual programming, January 10th through 13th. It's all gonna be through Zoom. And those are four unique webinars that we're gonna be hosting. And then we're having an in-person program, January 16th through 18th out in Nashville, Tennessee. So we kick off the evening of the 16th with a welcome reception. We're gonna have games, little cocktail hour, And then the morning of the 17th, we will dive right into a lot of our programs, different speakers, different networking opportunities, a workshop, and we're going to wrap up the day with dinner and a live performance from a local country singer. I mean, we're in Nashville after all. And then on the 18th, we are going to have a few more presenters and end the day with a tour of Nashville and the opportunity to attend the Country Music Hall of Fame. Does it run year round or is it just these specific times then? It's a once a year program and it typically happens in January. Can we go into maybe a little bit more specifics on some of the the topics, the education slash networking topics that you have planned so far? Sure. I will start with those virtual topics that I was talking about earlier. We're going to kick off our virtual conference with a session with Mariah Gladstone, who is from Kitchen. And she is going to be talking about the taste of indigenous foods and how she has been able to revitalize and incorporate these foods into a contemporary diet. We're going to be spending a day talking about commodity crop economics with a representative out at the Tennessee Extension for Area Specialist Farm Management. We want to look at grants as just another opportunity to get some funding out at the farm, just another way to be able to finance some of your projects that you might have on the farm. And we'll wrap up the virtual conference talking about cooperatives. Co-ops are a big part of our mission, and we just love to highlight them and talk about how they can help farmers become more strong and resilient and find access to new markets, just different markets. At the in-person conference, we will be talking to a representative from the USDA to learn more about their programming and how it can work for the different members. We're going to be talking about farming with family and just how folks juggle the two and possibly an off-farm job or just other responsibilities outside of the farm. We'll be doing quite a few leadership workshops, really making sure folks can identify their strengths and put them to use either on the farm, off the farm, in a leadership role like a local board or PTA or even running for state or national office. We're also gonna be talking about insurance, a very important thing to have on the phone, on the farm. And we're gonna be talking a little bit about the history of agriculture in Tennessee and what makes it so unique and special and why folks might, and just kind of busting some myths, but also helping folks learn more about that area that we're going to be staying in. 
And finally, we're going to wrap up talking about Fairness for Farmers, which is a campaign that Farmers Union is putting on right now to talk about antitrust and just learn more about how monopolies impact farmers and what we're doing to combat that. Emma, have you had this program before, especially, you know, before all the shutdowns and such from COVID? Yes. So this program has been going on for quite some time. This will be my fourth women's conference, I believe. Last year, it was completely virtual. Prior to that, we did a few years out in California. And I think prior to that, the person who had this position before me did quite a few of these in Florida. So it does move around a little bit and it goes back, at least in the form that it's in now, five or six years. But we have offered some form of women's programming at the National Farmers Union prior to that at our convention and other different programs that we offer. How many people, women, do you expect to attend or do you have any idea yet, just kind of based on your history there? In the past, at our completely in-person programming, we've seen anywhere from 80 to 90 people attend. With the online program that we hosted last year, we had over 150. So this hybrid platform really gives us the opportunity to continue to reach new audiences who might not be able to travel. So that online platform is really great. And we do try and do some sort of networking online so people still get to meet their fellow conference attendees. And so we're not quite sure what we're going to get this year with this hybrid model, but hopefully somewhere in that same range that we've seen in the past. In the discussions that you've had uh, with women who've attended and kind of putting these ideas together, what would you say are maybe one, two, or even three of the, the biggest things that you hear over and over with regard, um, whether it be challenges or just comments in general that, that makes ag operations different when it comes to being a woman versus a man in terms of operating? That is a great question. I think I just kind of hear folks who might have been up against some challenges because they were a woman. They might have heard from people when they went to get a loan that, you know, where's your husband or just unfortunately things like that. But I think another area is safety. Sometimes tools may not be meant or made for women who type sometimes have smaller bodies. So a tractor chair might be a little too big or it might not provide the right sort of support that a female farmer might need. So those are, I think, two really big ones that we hear a lot is just like the issues they face out in the world and farm safety. But I think no matter what, any farmer just wants to learn how to run a successful business. And so that is what we hear the most of is how do I know that I'm running my account correctly or I'm doing my taxes correctly or we've had folks that have talked about diversifying their operation and just being more interested in creating a resilient business no matter what your gender is. Yeah. Well I would suspect that part when you were talking about networking, sharing experiences, just some of those more maybe casual type conversations are probably one of the most important things you can do for sure to help each other out. Yeah, it's so great. And I think what we love to see when we go to these programs is just kind of that aha moment, that light bulb, that somebody who might have a very similar operation in a different part of the country or even in a different part of the state are doing it slightly different and the successes they might have gotten out of that or the lessons learned they might have gotten out of that and how you can take that and apply it to your own operation and hopefully see a similar success. Very cool. 
Another quick word from our sponsor here today, looking for an alternative to start fertilizer, DPH Biologicals offers a competitive alternative for broad acre crops without sacrificing yield. Be sure to check out their alternative with DPH Biologicals to learn more about their complete biofertility platform, TerraTrove. To unharness soil fertility and maximize yield, visit dphbio.com to learn more. How do we find out more and get registered and those kinds of things. Great question. So you'll want to go to nfu.org slash women's conference, or if you just go to our nfu.org page, you'll be able to find it quite easily. And there are all the different registration options there. If you want to just go to the online session, or if you just want to go to in-person, or if you want to do a mix of both, all three of those are linked on our website and feel free to check it out and let us know if you have questions. Okay. Emma, anything else uh, that you wanted to talk about or mention that I didn't ask about or maybe we didn't cover? I think you covered it really well. And I really appreciate this opportunity to talk and chat. And again, just pointing folks to our website, nfu.org slash women's conference. Okay. Well, anything that I can do to help you guys out, help you girls out, I should say, (laughs) and doing my part as well to support you, you please don't hesitate to ask. Thank you. I appreciate it, Lori. All right. Once again, I want to thank my guest for joining me here today. I appreciate her. And it is Emma Lindbergh. She is the National Farmers Union Senior Director of Education and Programming for Women. That wraps up today's interview. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Ag Queen Podcast with your host, Lori Boyer.